are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Zesty. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Zesty Soak Pod. This episode, I'll be talking about um, the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, in particular, um, why Canada will qualify for the 2022 Qatar World Cup, and why they'll, they'll finish top three in their group quite easily, to be frank. Um, so... I guess just for some context, like yesterday was the first day of, I guess, international break for the CONCACAF teams, um, with games being played pretty much throughout the North America, um, with some pretty interesting results. Um, and I guess pl- there's a personal connection for me since, um, shout out to my friends, um, um, Thomas Chow, Nicholas Cabral, Nicholas Chow, um, they, um, over for like inviting me with them to watch the game between Canada and Honduras in downtown Toronto yesterday. It's a great game to watch, especially um, for one of the most, I guess, the beginning of like soccer dynasty in Canadian soccer. And I, I'm pretty sure in years to come, I, I'm proud to say that like that yesterday was probably one of the first like road to greatness games for Canada, and they'll I can see international success coming for them in the next decade or so if they keep this up. Um, yeah, um, I'll start with, basically, um, Canada tied, drew 1-1 to Honduras. Um, it was a pretty close game, um, in terms of, I guess, shots on goal, sh- shots, and shots on goal. Um, they both got a penalty kick, um, which ended up being the two goals. And, obviously, um, Canada had a lot more opportunities. They had pretty much double the possession of Honduras. They had so much, so many more passes, so many more quality passes, so many quality touches, a lot more corner kicks, but they failed to convert. Um, Canada could not convert on those opportunities, um, and it's quite upsetting. But I'm still pretty optimistic about this since um, um, we we saw how like it's their squad hasn't played too much together yet. Like they're still gelling, as, especially for a, such a young talent like Alfonso Davies. Um, Pretty much the best player on Team Canada. Um, it does take a bit of time to like change play style, especially from what you did in Bayern for like the last month, all the way to um, like I guess Team Canada, where he's pretty much at 20 years old. You could pretty much say he's the best player on the team um, in terms of talent, in terms of skill, and he really showed it yesterday. Um, he's not a goal-scoring talent like um, Ronaldo or Messi, who can just easily dominate the game. Who just as soon as they touch the ball, they could probably score. From anywhere, um, but he's not that kind of talent yet. But I'm, but, but of course, if we're talking about North American soccer, which doesn't really require that. We don't really need that talent to make it to the World Cup. In fact, um, looking at the group, um, there's a bunch of quite surprising results yesterday. I guess the most surprising one being a very promising upstart young U.S. team drawing to El Salvador. Um, El Salvador is probably one of the worst teams in the um, final. You could say final eight teams in the, I guess, qualifying stage for the FIFA World Cup in next year. Um, probably Panama being worse than them in terms of the FIFA World Rankings, but they're re- not by that much. They're really close. Um, or, wait, actually, like, yeah, by quite a bit, but still. Um, we saw, like, US with, I don't know, like, they had a very solid lineup last night, I guess, considering, like, um, they. They had, I guess, um, Gio Reyna, 
um, Sergino Dest, just Europe, very European talent, just very strong um, talent all around. Who plays for um, European clubs, um, but unfortunately um, they could not score. And but granted, this is only the first game. There are a lot more games left to play, um, all the way up to I guess um, next year March will be the final games for the qualifying. So still, still a lot more games to play. Like you could say, um, you could say like. Uh, approximately like 13 more games to play with Mexico leading the group by far but um, Canada and Honduras Costa Rica and I'll s actually um Canada I guess Honduras and Canada are both um, tied for second I think um, in a group due to goal scored, but I'm not too sure how that system works. But yeah, in terms of the other matches, um, we saw that um, like El Salvador, Costa Rica drew with Panama. Slightly surprising since Costa Rica is pretty much, um, most people would say they're the third best team in the CONCACAF behind Mexico and USA in terms of ranking, but they drew with like Panama, one of the worst teams. So that really gives me hope that maybe Costa Rica is not in form yet, but overall, um, they drew. They drew with like the worst team, so that gives Canada hope of beating them or being a more dominant squad than them. Because in the Honduras game yesterday, um, Canada pretty much dominated Honduras. Granted, Honduras currently right now is lower than Canada in the FIFA World Rankings, but it's really promising to see like all the team, the talent in the team coming together. Like this new invigorated Canada squad compared to the previous decade, it seems like. A completely different beast that can pretty much dominate other teams like at least keep like have a be closely matched to other teams and I could really see them um, being top three as I mentioned before like I would say that they'll come in after Mexico USA then it'll be Canada as number three like as dominant Costa Rica is like as of late I don't see them um, being um, on top form like, yeah, they're pretty solid all over. Um, they um, have, like, really strong, I guess. They've been previous World Cups. They have more emerging talent compared to Canada. But I'd say that um, Canada could easily defeat Costa Rica, and that will be mostly because of Alfonso Davies. Probably defeat Jamaica, USA, I'd say Canada, on any given day, they could beat any of the teams in the groups because of Alfonso Davies. That's the kind of impact I think he has. Like, if you didn't watch the game yesterday, Alfonso Davies had a lot of open opportunities. Like, when he was on the wing, on the far left wing, and he was just basically pretty much open. He had a lot of, he had a huge plot of land around him. He could probably, um, probably, um, build a cord maze by the time um, the team finishes passing the ball around and the defender gets close to him. And I, I think it's like Canada doesn't have that much experience playing with Alfonso Davies yet. Like, if I can re recall correctly, like in terms of the qualifying stage, um, in terms of like the um, previous rounds, um, like Alfonso Davies was on the lineup, but like it's there's still he's still adapting a new play style. Like the team doesn't like the team isn't really 
doesn't have as much potential as Canada. I guess no, the team doesn't have as much potential as um, other European clubs. So that's why maybe they were not able to fully capitalize on, I guess, um, Alfonso Davies being open. Like they got to get the accurate um, air passes over, like get, like properly timed the through balls. Because there are a lot of like unforced errors on Canada's part or like just tiny errors where they didn't really seem like they gelled properly. Like Alfonso was running up and then they someone passed the ball to him, but obviously they didn't account into the fact that his pace is say 95 96 overall and that pace and even it's slightly jogging um they just passed the ball like pretty much right behind him as he was running which led to a turnover like tiny mistakes like those like they could really change up the game if Alfonso like gets his foot on the ball running forward with, with momentum because happened like at least a dozen times last night and every time he touched the balls something pretty good happened though he we st- I can still we can still see like his twenty years old by the fact that there are a few opportunities where he just had really bad turnovers and sometimes it sometimes it was unforced but sometimes it was him just having his um his foot on the ball for way too long um maybe just trying to carry the team way too hard when yes he should be carrying the team since he is by far the best player but doesn't have to do it all the time he can just save his energy for the right time because usually because most of the time it is not the right time when there's was being double or triple teamed. But overall, um, he wasn't really playing his left back position that he usually does in Bayern, I guess, or left wing. He was playing up a bit more most of the time, which was really good for our offense. Like, generated so many opportunities. Like, he generated at least half the corner kicks, which, which shows, I guess, his pace, the threat that he possesses down the wing. And I could easily see this applying to, like, the US, Mexico. Like, maybe not Mexico as much, but for the rest of the teams, um, I don't think their their like wing defense is as dominant or like well that can't contain him as well as won't really contain him that well. Like I guess um you could have maybe it really depends. Um like he did play the left wing and right wing a bit, but he I guess he was mostly playing left wing during the game, and Sergino Dest is usually the left back, so I don't think they'll, they will match up with each other unless um, Alfonso plays right wing mostly. I guess the US is starting right back is DeAndre Yedlin. Um, he isn't that bad of a player. Like um, he's, I guess he's one of the more well-known, more bigger name um, US players, since he does have European experience, like playing at Tottenham, Sunderland, Newcastle, now he's in Galatasaray, Galatasaray, uh, the Turkish club. So overall, like I'd say, he's obviously much better than whoever Honduras put on the right back or left back yes last night. And he is much better than I guess he is one more more well known U.S. players in terms of skill and everything overall. But I would still think um, Alfonso Davis is just way too dominant, and he he will definitely. Um, he will definitely have the upper hand against um, DeAndre Yedlin in their matchup against the U.S. Um, so overall, like um, the next game, Canada will be up against the U.S. I guess both of the nations' first big test, um, given that the U.S. should be warmed up from their El Salvador game from yesterday, um, even though it was a boring nil-nil draw, and Canada should it, probably adapt or adapted a bit to. 
how they should play with such one dominant player on the pitch mostly. And yeah, um, maybe capitalize more on the opportunities where Alfonso Davies was was pretty much um left quite open on the wing. And it'll be a pretty good game in Nashville. Um my prediction for that is a two 0 victory for Canada. Like might be a bit too generous for Canada, but I I just think the U.S. offense still needs to get its wheels running, get the wheels turning a bit more. Like I don't think Christian Pulisic played yesterday, and he's pretty much one of the um, best players on Team USA, one of the best well-known players on Team USA. Um, but but yeah, um, he's his, currently I think he's in Nashville, based off of. Um, reports is just missing one game due to, um, I guess, positive COVID-19 test. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he might play, but, like, definitely Polish's first game in a while. Like, I don't think, I don't think U.S. is in top form yet, but I'm pretty sure on some days, most days, U.S.A. can be Canada, but on Sunday, it will probably be much harder. The offense is not fully tuned yet, whereas Canada's, um, you can see... Like how great the momentum was running against Honduras, and I think the momentum will continue going against the USA. And they could probably um, score two goals. I'd say is pretty good against Team USA. Like given how many opportunities they got, like how many chances they got against Honduras but failed to convert. Pretty sure they'll look back on film, some minor fixes, and get better opportunity, better chances. Like maybe Fonzie will finally take a few shots on goal. And I guess I'm pretty sure that'll be a good. 2-0 win for Canada. Maybe US will score one, maybe a penalty. But overall, like pretty sure the stadium will be electric in Nashville. Pretty sure it'll be a really good game overall. And Canada winning 2-0. Not too far-fetched, but it'll be an interesting watch since um, we did see Canada beat Team USA in the Olympics for the female women's soccer. Um, 1-0. And I guess um, hopefully the Canada's Canadian men can replicate the process and Continue Canada's journey to World Cup greatness. Um, yeah. Um, overall, as I mentioned before, like I don't really, I don't think I really need to mention other players on Team Canada soccer. I mostly because, um, um, yeah, mostly because just Alfonso Davies that we really need to talk about. Um, the rest of the players don't really know too much. Um. Some of them play in Korea. I mean, yeah, yeah, South Korean league, um, European leagues, not the big ones, more the smaller ones, but um, they're still solid, I guess. Like um, Ativa Hutchinson, our captain, played pretty solid last night, I guess. Um, a lot of MLS talent as well on Team Canada. Milan Borjan, very solid um, for Canada, like made. A few nice saves against Honduras yesterday. Um, but I just think that, like, Alfonso Davies, his, he's going to be the key for Canada, obviously. And if he's healthy, if he's on the pitch, then Canada always will have a chance for victory. Um, he's a proven winner. Um, he has the skills to do it. And, like, all the other teams, um, I don't think they, come clo- they have anyone close to Alfonso Davies' skill. And... If Canada can Canada can maybe fine tune their game plan a bit more compared to yesterday, like adapt a bit more to their overall style and 
and let Alfonso and Alfonso Davies improve on, I guess, just um get a bit better, like like know how to capitalize on opportunities better and take a few more shots and goal. Because I'm pretty sure he definitely has a better shot than most of the players on Team Canada Soccer. But of course, he has to be the runner, the winger, the playmaker. So, so maybe Fonzie might not have many scoring opportunities, but if he learn, if he gets them, which I'm pretty sure he will get more of during the qualifying rounds, um, he'll definitely, definitely, definitely um, help Canada qualify and finish top three in the group. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Costa Rica has the momentum to beat Canada. Don't think Jamaica will either, even though they're ranked a bit higher than Canada in the world rankings. Like, I think Canada, like Fonzie, like they'll definitely um, beat the Jamaicans, and the rest of the teams: Honduras, El Salvador, Panama, Panama, Panama. Yeah, they they won't have a chance. Um, and yeah, that's my overall thoughts on um, how Canada can qualify for the World World Cup and why I think they will. Obviously, hundred percent because of Alfonso Davies. Um, and the rest of the talent around him. Canada's soccer has moved over the years, and hopefully we'll get more gems like Alfonso Davies within the next decade. I'm pretty sure he has already motivated a, next, a whole generation of players because we've seen how he started from being very, like, like a 16-year, 17-year-old in the MLS all the way to winning the Champions League with Bayern, I think, as a teenager. Like, and we saw his upbringing, we saw everything basically... Um, from the Canada soccer system all the way to the world stage, and and, and like definitely Canada might just qualify for a, probably will just qualify for a World Cup this year, placing top three in the group. But I'm pretty sure in the next few like the next few World Cups after this one, um, Canada will even easy easy will qualify even easier and attract even more talent and develop even more talent. Since if we if we have one more piece. Beside Alfonso Davies, maybe like a central midfielder, maybe even a striker, a goal scorer, and then Canada will definitely jump the rankings pretty much up to top twenty or even top ten in the world at that time. Since the rest of the team, the rest of the talent, they don't have to be super good. They're still very solid. They still know how to play very well. But if we just have two superstars like Alfonso and someone else, then we can. I could definitely see Canada being. Definitely um, a knockout round contender in the World Cup, and maybe even make the quarterfinals with it in the next decade, which will be great for the further advancement of Canada soccer and Canada overall. So thanks for listening. Stay zesty.